Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 83. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, September 5th, 2019. Happy September, everybody. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or uh, leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. There's a bunch of ways to do that there at pixelswim.com. So with that said, I'm not sure how long this show will be, to be honest, but uh, let's just dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. So the first quick note here is that the NFL season is starting over here in the U.S., uh, that is uh, American football, and uh, the Chicago Bears are playing the Green Bay Packers tonight, so they I will be definitely tuning into that. And yeah, go Bears. <laughs> Last season was kind of a, a heartbreaking end for the Chicago Bears, and uh, I think that hopefully this year they'll be able to get things together because they, they had a chance last year going all the way. But yeah, we all know the double doink. Uh, well, maybe not we all, but I'm sure a lot of people especially uh, Bears fans now. But either way, I just wanted to throw that note in there. Uh, yeah, th- with the harsh, harsh darkness of winter coming, it's always nice to be able to have the NFL to follow and to watch and, and stay indoors and stay warm and, and watch something on some free entertainment. So <laughs> either way, let's move on. I just also want to do a big shout out to Ted Salmon and Steve Litchfield for having me on the phone show chat episode 514 last last weekend uh, I recorded it on Saturday with them and the episode was released on Sunday so yeah just a huge thank you to them uh, this is uh, the third time that I've been on the show uh, the other two times are also linked uh, in the links section of my website I'll also also put a link to this episode in the show notes so you can take a listen that's kind of why i didn't have an episode last week if you were wondering why there wasn't one last thursday that's why so it was kind of a uh, interim <laughs> shortened version of the pixel swim podcast on there a little bit just a little bit but yeah was, i'm grateful for ted and steve for having me on and I, honestly i feel like it was one of my better guest appearances that i've had on any podcast that i've been on which i've only been on a couple which is the uh all about Windows Phone Insight podcast and the uh, PSC podcast. So that's, uh, yeah, it felt a little bit better. I was a little bit more comfortable going into this one, I think, than in the past. So uh, not to say that I'm some sort of seasoned veteran or anything like that, but uh, it just felt a lot a lot easier for me, not as nervous as I usually am. Uh, but I, on that show, I did actually talk about the Asus Zenfone 6, which I hadn't talked a bunch about on my own podcast here on the Pixel Swim podcast. Uh, that was kind of intentional. Uh, you know, kind of the, they asked the question in their show notes of what are you looking forward to? And I think expanding a little bit on the Zenfone 6 was uh, something that I feel was kind of new information. And uh I wanted to share that there, so I was happy to do that. But honestly, the more that I look into the Asus Zenfone 6, um, the more I really want to try it. And the key word there is try. I don't know if this will be the next device that I use. Uh, You know, the I don't know if the 2020 report uh, for for my phone will be the the Zenfone 6 weekly report or not, but it's definitely a phone that I want to try. So it's, it's very intriguing. And again, I talked a little bit more about that on, on PSC 514. So have a listen to that if you haven't already. And uh, just one last thing on being on there. Uh, when I was on there, it's 
uh, Steve was actually mentioning the the intro to the uh, for the LG G6 weekly report. And he mentioned that it sounded like space noises in the background. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that the background noise that I use in the new intro for the LG G6 weekly report is it's actually a Morse code or tele- telegraph sound effect, uh, kind of a reminiscent of the World Wars era. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if one or two, but either way, that's uh, kind of what it's going for. It's so it's sort of a an old timey report from the you know from the battlefield kind of a thing, or uh, you know a news report that sort of thing from that era. So uh, just to clarify that, uh, just yeah, just thought I'd mention that. But thanks again to Ted and Steve for having me on. It's always fun to go on there. It's always strange to be listening to them on the other end of a Skype call and and remember that it's not you're not just listening to the podcast after the fact. So that's just uh yeah, it, it's always a uh, kind of surreal, but uh honestly going back, I haven't actually listened to the episode yet. Uh I did I did find it strange to go back and listen to myself talk about things and it just feels a little bit strange. So I feel like I didn't have a PSC episode to listen to this weekend, which, you know, that's that's on me. That's <laughs> all of my weirdness, but uh yeah, anyway, check that out in the show notes if you want to have a listen to the uh you know, a condensed version of the pod, my podcast on there. So thanks again, Ted and Steve. Okay, so let's move into the feedback from episode 82. Uh, There were a few comments left on the show notes page. Uh, I think the reason I got a, a, there's a a little bit of feedback more than usual is because I repaired the G6 and announced it in the last episode in episode 82. So uh, yeah, on the show notes page, I got a couple of comments. Uh, First from Keith B, who uh, he says, top marks for keeping your LG G6 alive, recycling at its best. So yeah, thanks Keith for reaching out about that. Uh, Thanks to Mike Latore, who also reached out on the show notes page, again, at pixelswim.com. He says, you definitely uh, (laughs) surprised, surprised him by fixing the G6, he said, but he's glad that I did. Uh, he says, there's a great satisfaction in repairing things yourself. Just like to, I just make sure to only swap the SIM card when T-Mobile is open so you can replace it quickly if the card gets damaged. So yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, I'm still not super confident in that, uh, the SIM tray on the G6, just because it is seemingly so fragile so yeah uh, if if some reason the sim card gets stuck in there or damaged pulling it out at some point uh i think that it would be a good idea to do it during working hours for t-mobile so <laughs> at least the local store anyway but uh thanks for mike for reaching out about that and then also on me we had uh guillermo ortiz reached out as well uh he says way to go on your successful phone surgery uh looks very complicated on Jerry Rig everything and Hughes channel. Uh, so yeah, it definitely was. And he said, thank God for cheap Chinese repair magicians in Shanghai. Cause I think Guillermo goes to school in Shanghai. So yeah, that would be great to have uh, people who are, you know, down the street that could fix it for me. Uh, but most places don't seem to want to touch anything like that around here. Uh, at least in my area. I'm sure if I went closer to Chicago, there's somebody who would do it, but I'm not, I, I, just you know digging in and researching all that is not gonna it's not it's not super easy so uh thanks Guillermo for reaching out thanks to Frank Neathart who reached out on me we as well on episode 82 
Uh, he says, uh, nice that you enjoy Hugh Jeffrey's videos, uh, as he does. Uh, they're always very calm and relaxing to watch. Glad to hear you could revive the LG G6. So yeah, thanks, Frank. He, uh, Frank actually sent the video of Hugh Jeffries fixing that his LG G6, or at least one that he acquired, and uh, kind of sparked me to do the same. So yeah, definitely a, a channel to subscribe to is Hugh Jeffries. It is very relaxing, very calming to uh, watch his videos and watch him revive phones, mostly iPhones. But uh, either way, it is a very cool thing to see. And I kind of, you know, <laughs> it kind of gets me uh, amped up to want to do the same thing, you know, start doing the same thing buying, you know, because I think he uh, gets a lot of he buys a lot of, you know, things on 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 eBay. And when I say a lot, I don't mean quantity. I mean, like a lot as in a group of items on eBay and kind of brings them back to life uh, for the most part if he can. So, yeah, very fun to watch those videos. Uh, very uh, intriguing. And you always hope for the best each time he cracks open a new device and to see what's inside and, and if it can be fixed. So, yeah, check out Hugh Jeffries on on YouTube. Yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, to his channel in the show notes so you can check that out as well. So thank you to uh, Kyle Helms also who reached out on Twitter uh, talking about the uh, LG G6 repair as well. So yeah, that's it for the feedback this week. A lot of uh, a lot of positive remarks after fixing the LG G6. I think that it's just overall, it's uh, not not uh, something that I wanted to just let go <laughs> to the wayside that that G6 and uh, I can get it up and running. Why not do it? And and I'm just more than more than happy to have it back up and running so I can use it if I want to. But I'll get into that a little bit more right now in this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. Welcome to the LG G6 Weekly Report. All right. So after I uh, <laughs> I got the phone back up and running, uh, I'm still getting it all set up again. So I'm still installing apps and doing stuff like that. I haven't had a whole ton of time to switch back to the G6. Uh, and, and in part, that's because the Moto X4 has been so uh, nice to use, so fun to use, I was going to say there. But yeah, it's been it's been a good experience on the Moto X4. And honestly, I'm kind of don't uh, I'm not in any rush to go back to that L to my LG G6 right at the moment. Uh, so I've only put my SIM card back in it a couple times, the G6 that is. And the, just for a few hours, usually just to test things out and make sure everything's running, you know, nervously putting that SIM card in there and taking it out and uh, throwing it back in the, the Moto X4. But uh, when I was switching and getting the, the G6 set up to kind of transfer everything over, I used LG's mobile switch app. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes. It's kind of a very specific app if you're switching to an LG smart uh, Android phone. Uh, so I was using that so I could transfer the uh, SMS and MMS messages along with my call logs over to the Moto X4. And so actually, oh, I'm sorry, from the Moto X4 to the G6. So I, I, you can install the app on each phone. On the X4, it will only allow you to send data, obviously, because uh, it can't. It's not part of the an LG Android implementation or system, so you can only send data. I uh, actually, to get the data between the devices, I actually did try using a USB cable between them, uh, but it didn't seem to be compatible, at least using LG's mobile switch app. 
Uh, it's potentially because the Moto X4 has Android 9 on it, uh, the, and the uh, LG G6 has Android 8. I don't know if there's some sort of permissions incompatibility there or not, but either way, I could not get the uh, mobile switch or the data transfer to work over the USB cord. But I just went with the uh, wireless option to transfer everything instead. And again, this is transferring all the SMS, MMS, and call logs. So. Uh, I, I was able to easily do that. that. That option worked really well. And it didn't take too long. I mean, really, it just uses the wireless for transferring the data. And then once the data is on the LG uh, phone, it just, you know, unpacks it and, and does the rest from from the device itself. Uh, and doesn't need to be connected wirelessly anymore. But uh, the app, the mobile switch app actually does have the option to bring over all of the apps that are installed on your current device as well. Uh, there, I'm not really going to use that because I was already setting up the LG G6 with all the apps that, uh, I had, and I kind of just go through my library in the play store and sort of alphabetically, because I think it sorts it by when you downloaded the app autumn by default in the, the Google play store library of your apps and games. Uh, but I usually sort it alphabetically just because, uh, most of the apps that I actually still that I use on a daily basis uh, are usually the older apps. <laughs> and so, uh, but because a lot of the ones that are at the top by default, if they, they sort it by date are the ones that I've just kind of tried out recently. So I'd sort it alphabetically and go, it's actually quicker for me to go through it that way. But either way, uh, yeah, I got, I transferred, I didn't uh, transfer the apps via the LG mobile switch app, but I did get all of the SMS and MMS over and that worked well and the call logs and all that stuff from the X4. And I'm probably need to do that transfer again because right now my Moto X4 is still my main device. I still have my SIM card in it and I've been enjoying using it. I think some of the main reasons right now over the G6, over the LG G6 that I'm using this Moto X4 is because uh, battery life is a lot better. The The processor is actually <laughs> performs a bit better in certain areas, uh, specifically with Google Maps. Uh, the camera isn't as fast on the Moto X4, but it does it, it is good enough. So uh, I think overall the X4 is just more uh, efficient and uh, kind of fits with my day to day with what I need for day to day performance. Uh, so the G6, eventually, once I get that set up, I still turn on the G6 uh, almost every day and kind of go through and get things set up, you know, back to where they were. And uh, just so if I'm ready to transfer over, then it will be ready to go. Uh, but uh, for now, I'm just sticking with the Moto X4. And also, I turn the G6 on usually every day just to make sure I don't have a billion notifications if I wait several days <laughs> to get that come through, which is like the worst thing about Android, I think, at least for a phone geek who switches between devices quite often is or just even turns on multiple multiple Android devices is that uh, all the notifications that you got from uh, most apps will sync through even if you've already addressed them on your main device. So or another device that is, but yeah, either way, that's, uh, that's, that's where I'm at with the LG G6 for now. Uh, we'll see if I can get back on board and start using it day to day. But, uh, if not, that's just, uh, that's what it is for now. But for that, for now, that's the, uh, that's been the LG G6 weekly report.
All right, so I just wanted to throw back another update here on that uh, Soda Pop speaker that I ordered. <laughs> I think a couple, maybe three weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago, I said that, that it had finally shipped, that they were ready to ship it, and then they finally did, and now there's actually a tracking number uh, for the uh, the USPS, the, the United States Postal Service here in the US. There's a tracking number for them, and I've been keeping my eye on it, but uh, ever since I got that tracking number, back on the August 27th, uh, there has been very little movement with it. I think it is over here in the US somewhere, but they're using some sort of intermediate carrier before it gets to the post office here. Uh, so it's actually in, it started in California, and now it's in Nevada, Nevada, whichever way you say it. Uh, but they, I think it's sl- slowly making it, its way to the, the post office. And we'll see. Uh, let me check it right here live on the show and see if it's changed at all. Uh, no, it's still in Sparks, Nevada. And so that uh, it got there on the 3rd, uh, so a couple days ago. So that's uh, kind of where it is. It's uh, Hopefully it'll make its way here soon and we'll, uh, we'll have that over. So either way, I just wanted to throw back a little update on that Soda Pop speaker so everybody kind of knew what the, what the heck happened with it. So uh, yeah, let's move on here. Okay, so the last kind of big thing here in my notes is that I am starting to look into a new microphone for the podcast here. So (laughs) uh, something I've talked about in the past, I think back when I was uh, opening the, or there's a, technically there's a Pixel Swim merchandise store, and uh, which you can find at pixelswim.com if you're uh, interested at all. But uh, back when I started that store up to, uh, you know, just offer that to people, uh, I'm was talking about using some of the funds from that to get a new microphone but uh that you know kind of a few people bought things but it wasn't uh, enough to put towards a fund for that but either way i'm just personally not asking for anybody to buy anything but i just thought i'd bring that up but i am looking into getting a different microphone uh just just to make my life a little bit easier to kind of simplify things a little bit i've been using the the lix pro HHMU-10 USB microphone. Uh, since I started the podcast, I've obviously a couple times in between there, I've used my phone microphones to record a couple episodes, I think mainly with my niece Azure, but uh, and I, not a few episodes ago, I also used the Moto X4 just to record an entire episode just because I was feeling <laughs> like that. But uh, either way, this Lix Pro microphone uh, the recording volume on it is a little bit quiet, uh, no matter how high the volume is set in in Windows or, or anything like that. It just overall, it, it records at, I'd say, about half the volume that I'd like it to. So uh, there's editing required at, uh, after I'm done recording to make sure that it's loud enough for, uh, you know, to to listen to (laughs) so you don't have to jack up your volume on your device to listen to the uh, episode here and i know that in the past it's kind of i've kind of run into issues with a couple episodes a long time ago where i had to uh, repost the episode because my end was a little bit too quiet Uh, but also this microphone doesn't really work too well via skype i kind of learned more about this this uh, last weekend when i was going on to psc Uh, if you notice my my recording on my end kind of sounds a little bit echoey it's because i use the uh, microphones on my laptop as opposed to this microphone that i have uh, the lix pro and so essentially uh, i was started we we kind of connected to the call with the microphone in, uh, plugged in 
via USB, but there was a lot of uh, noise and it was quiet on the Ted and Steve's end. So uh, as soon as I unplugged it and went to the laptop via uh, microphones, it was uh, much better. So uh, and overall, I think that this microphone, it really it got me started. You know, I bought it for about $30 back in late 2017 to start recording the podcast in early 2018. So yeah, I've had the microphone for a little while. I've managed to make it work for, you know, and it's not to say that I'm, you know, going to absolutely get rid of it. I'm just, you know, starting to explore a few other options and see if there's anything a little bit easier, more compact to to kind of, uh, you know, make make recording a little bit easier on myself as far as uh, back end editing and all that stuff. But either way, uh, yeah, so I started the process of kind of gathering information. Uh, and I have recently looked at the Rode VideoMic Me. And so this is by the, the company Rode. Uh, they make a lot of different microphones, uh, especially for cameras and stuff. We actually have one that came with our work DSLR. But uh, either way, they make this one. And it's actually uh, supposed to be the main the main uh, purpose of this one is to plug directly into the headphone jack on a smartphone if it has it. <laughs> but uh, and it plugs in there and it's supposed to help uh, big time with the audio of uh, when you record videos, but it's also can be used with uh, for podcasting and just in general, you know, voice recording apps and stuff on the on the device itself. Uh, yeah, so it is specifically for smartphones, but uh, it would actually it would make my setup uh, very uh, easy and compact. So it's a very it's not a huge microphone and it comes with a little wind guard and uh, it would be able to, you know, have be able to keep that in my backpack and uh, you know, maybe open up my options as far as recording so I don't have to sit down in the desk <laughs> and uh, make these episodes happen. Maybe because I've kind of had ideas to, you know, record things a little bit differently in different locations, record as I go along, you know, and kind of piece things together at the end of the week kind of a thing. So that would definitely make it possible. And maybe even if I don't uh, get another microphone for my computer, I would get this one just to just to have and to, you know, open up the possibilities of recording more voice stuff on my smartphone that would sounds a lot better than the built in microphones. So uh, again, the links to all these microphones I'm talking about will be in the show notes. So you can check that out. Uh, and I've always had my eye on the Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, this seems to be kind of a standard <laughs> Uh, microphone as far as uh, recording, especially for podcasts. I've heard a lot of people that have ha that have had these and uh, just the blue brand in general. I think uh, Steve Litchfield actually emailed me back because I reached out to uh, Steve and Ted to ask which mi microphones they were using, uh, at least the brand of them as well. And I think Steve said he's using the blue snowball microphone. So uh, yeah, blues a, it's supposed to be a pretty decent brand. Uh, this blue Yeti microphone specifically has a lot of good modes on it. Uh, you know, a lot of different directional recording for, you know, recording with uh, multiple people or, in, you know, individually or even, you know, gathering noise from all around the room. So uh, it's definitely a versatile microphone, the Blue Yeti. Uh, it's not cheap. It's over $100 usually. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready to go there. I don't know if the, the podcast is... Uh, is big enough for to justify, you know, having to have an expensive microphone. Uh, but it, I'm not putting it out of the, my radar. But 
just thought I'd mention that. And then actually, uh, when I reached out to Ted and Steve about their microphones, uh, Ted suggested anything by Samson uh, microphones. They're a brand of uh, microphones, and they make a lot of different types. So uh, Ted said, I think he uses a Samson microphone as well. Uh, and so after he suggested that, I did start to look into it and uh, started looking specifically at the Samson Go mic. And this is a USB microphone that uh, it's very small and compact, but it's supposed to do a, do the trick. You know, it's a it's a affordable as well. Uh, coming in at, you know, about thirty five dollars, it looks like I might be able to get it for uh, brand new here in the US. So that's uh, it's something that I might be willing to try. And like I said, it's a lot more compact uh, than the the microphone I'm using now. So, you know, it could do the trick. Uh, I noticed also on the Samson website, after I was looking through their their library of microphones that they offer, our catalog, I should say, it's not really a library, but uh, either way, I noticed that there on, on some of the product pages, there were review videos for, uh, you know, some, some of the microphones on their website. And uh, I noticed that those reviews, some of them were done by uh, Juan Bagnell, which if you know Juan Bagnell, he does the Some Gadget Guy uh, stuff or podcast as well. And he also has a YouTube channel uh, and he is big into audio. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny to see him doing those videos on there. And actually, for me, that's a positive thing because I do trust his uh, audio chops as far as headphones and microphones and stuff like that. And. Uh, he recorded the whole video with that Go mic. Uh, he did do a review of the Go mic on that Samson website. And uh, yeah, definitely an option. Uh, honestly, I think I may, may try and source one of those Go mics and, and see how that goes. Because I think it would be, you know, just to make my life a little bit easier. It might even sound a little bit better and uh, come out a little bit better than uh, my current microphone. So uh, yeah, and it's super affordable. And I just... Uh, yeah, I think that's honestly at the top of my list for now. Uh, so maybe, you know, a dual setup with that Go mic and then also that Rode video mic might be a, a good good way to to kind of give myself the versatility that I'm looking for. So uh, not that I'm, <laughs> again, I, it, probably at the end of the day, it'll all end up sitting down at the computer anyway and recording in one shot. But, uh, you know, I like to have the option and it's always nice to have a, a more compact and, and simple setup. So that's kind of what I'm shooting for here. But I just thought I would share my my adventures into to looking into those. And if anybody has any any suggestions as far as a microphone that they've used, that they've liked, that they've had good, that they feel is a, a good one, you know, just let me know. Uh, some, you know, go to pixelswim.com and you can find a way to, <laughs> to contact me there. There's show notes page would work there. <laughs> on Twitter or MeWe works as well. So yeah, uh, that's where I'm at with that. And, and, you know, at some point in the future, I'll be you know, recording on a new microphone and then we'll see how it goes. I'm not, you know, absolutely committing to anything uh, for a long period of time. Just want to try some stuff out, you know, so yeah, we'll see how that goes in the future. All right, so I just have one link that I want to share here and maybe something that you've come across already is, uh, from the official Mozilla blog is that uh, the title of their blog post is today's Firefox Firefox blocks third party tracking cookies and crypto mining by default. And so, yeah, if you jump over to the link uh, on what on my uh, Mozilla's <laughs> website, uh, just goes over the uh, the fact that they're turning on 
third party tracking, uh, blocking third party tracking cookies in crypto mining by default. So I'll just read a quick paragraph here that I thought kind of summarized the point of it here. It says currently over 20% of Firefox users have enhanced tracking protection on, which is a feature in my uh, Firefox. It says with today's release, we expect to provide protection for 100% of our users by default. Enhanced tracking protection works behind the scenes to keep a company from forming a profile of you based on their tracking of your browser behavior across websites, often without your knowledge or consent. These profiles and the information they contain may then be sold and used for purposes you never knew or intended. Enhanced tracking protection helps to mitigate this threat and puts you back in control of your online experience. So yeah, if you want to read a little bit more about that, uh, the link will be in the show notes. But I think, again, I'm still using uh, Microsoft Edge Chromium. uh, So that's still my default browser. But uh, honestly, I wish I could use Firefox more. Uh, I think the compatibility with some of the Google services and just a few things in general have kept me from from doing that. But I Firefox would definitely definitely be my my browser of choice if I could, <laughs> if it would make uh, sense during the day. And and but yeah, we'll see. This is a great step uh, blocking all third party cookies. I'm sure it'll break some things on some websites. But honestly, if they're using those tactics, then it's worth knowing and it's worth being able to block them by default and then allow them when you want to, as opposed to uh, just allowing them through by default. So uh, check out the link for that in the show notes. All right, so let's wrap things up for this week on the Pixel Swim podcast, episode 83. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you want to leave any feedback, jump over to pixelswim.com for a bunch of ways to do that. Uh, you can email me. You can leave a comment on the show notes page, or you can reach out via Twitter or MeWe. So, yeah, and if you go the MeWe route, you do have to join MeWe and connect with me, specifically my, my personal profile on there to uh, get updates uh, on when I post the specific show post, which usually is what people comment on. So uh, yeah, jump over to MeWe. It's a good social networking platform. But uh, either way, thanks again for tuning in and tune in next week for episode 84 when who knows what we'll talk about. And again, go Bears (laughs) tonight. Uh, Hopefully they will come out victorious. But uh, either way, thank you for tuning in. Have a great afternoon or evening or brunch, or dinner, or second dinner, or third dinner, or maybe even fourth dinner, which uh, is fourth meal. But either way, thanks again, and Godspeed. <laughs>